partnerships begin in communities across the country. Why does Silicon Valley get so much credit? My name is Nick Castor. And I'm Caitlin Clays. We're interviewing the people building startup communities across America. But in the areas no one is talking about, the middle. This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast by Mug.News. Hello, everyone. I'm with my co-host, Caitlin Clays. Caitlin, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Nick. How are you? Um, I'm doing fantastic. It is our 33rd episode of the Ecosystem Builder podcast, and we really have not had a time to touch base since Christmas, I think. Christmas was the last episode when it was just us. Um, so we thought we would take the opportunity to kind of uh, share what both Caitlin and I have been up to personally and uh, um, some big takeaways we've had from creating the show up until now and then in with some other fun media products that Mug News is creating. Um, so Caitlin has been traveling basically all all over the country the last four months um, and it's been crazy whenever I hop on a zoom with her she is someplace different so Caitlin to start with where in the world are you right now what a fantastic question so I'm actually in LA currently uh, I'm based in little Tokyo so apologies if you hear some external noise uh, at the podcast or in the YouTube show um, but it has been fantastic here I actually came out here to meet with some you know film people so I've gotten to talk to some set dressers I've gotten to speak with a couple actors and then a couple script writers as well so it has been fantastic to be here um, and then so yeah I'm currently also in a pod share which is to promote them a little bit I do recommend them they're a co-living space um, and you can find out more about them at, at their you know handle on Instagram pod share uh, but basically just to kind of give you a lowdown, it's it's a shared space where everyone, like a lot of young business professionals. So uh, I, I'd have to check, but I think there is one in the Midwest, but I'm not exactly sure where. But that's a little bit of where I'm at, what I've been up to in addition to the Ecosystem Builder podcast. Um, but yeah, Nick, that's a little bit about me. What is, uh, what's some updates that you've been up to? Um, so to, before we leave this pod share, Caitlin, <laughs> um, so is it kind of like a, <laughs> yeah, um, is it kind of like a hostel? Exactly. Yes. It's it's a it's the whole concept is very similar to a hostel. The difference is is that it's uh, very much more co-living. So they encourage people to use it as like a living space. So everyone there's a communal kitchen, a communal living room. There's a co-working space upstairs as well. So it's perfect for bit, uh, like digital nomads like myself, and then um, just a y- lot of young business professionals as well. Yeah, yes. I've um, spent quite a bit of time in hostels just uh, throughout the world. And it's cool to see them, I guess, catered towards the digital nomad young person. Um, that I, and, and even beforehand, we were chatting and it seems like you have friends even in the room you're at, you're in now. So shout out to Caitlin's friend she's the, that she's sharing the space with. Yeah, yeah. I've got a live studio audience member right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we just put woo up on the screen and then the live studio audience, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm actually holding up a sign that says, please clap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There it is, right on Thank cue. Thank you so much, Mary Jane. I appreciate it. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, right on cue. Um, yeah, Caitlin, but I've I've been good. I am continuing. So I am now um, employed by Herd App Media and then create the show on the side. Um, and then I have two other podcasts that I create weekly. One, my girlfriend is a musician and we create a, we have a podcast together. Her name is Emmy Joe. And it's called the Emmy Joe Show featuring Nick. Um, and we just talk a lot about being like young creatives and starting our careers. 
um, and in that front. And then the Commonwealth was is my first podcast. We are approaching our hundredth episode next Monday. Um, so very excited about that. A hundred episodes. It's one of those. Um, I'm not always great about like getting excited about like big milestones, but a hundred episodes seems like a big milestone. So I'm trying, trying my hardest to get excited about it. And we interview creators of disruptive change throughout the Midwest. Primarily I'm based out of Omaha and Lincoln. So primarily around, around that region. Um, um, so still podcasting, and then um, the day job, I a digital media strategist for our, our different shows with our uh, within our networks, a lot of social media, YouTube optimization, PR. Um, and then on the side, I am helping Emmy start her music career. I'm kind of playing the role a role as manager. So we shot a music video last Friday that should be out in the ne- next couple weeks, and it is again just another fun creative environment to be in. And the to kind of segue to our next topic, it, it's interesting the things I've learned learned from the guests on this show and how that applies to the different spheres that we we all operate in that like when I'm talking about engaging a community uh, online or like creating creating a Facebook page or helping build uh, slash establish a creative community in in Nebraska it's it's interesting that the dynamics that are similar in in those contexts as the as traditional ecosystem building. I could not agree more. And before we get into that, I also just again a huge round of applause, and I'm so happy for you about your hundredth episode. That I know you're saying like you know milestones, uh, but that is so impressive, and I'm so happy for you and your team that have worked so hard on that. So again, congratulations. That's so great. I'm so happy for yes, you. Yes, thank you so much, Caitlin. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate the kind words, and I'm also very interested. Um, if 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 our audience isn't already watching, Caitlin is about to break through this film industry that she's making a bunch of very cool connections and it'll be amazing to see where Caitlin ends up um, as she's just kind of laying the groundwork now. So definitely um, keep, keep your tabs open on both on both Caitlin and myself because I'm very confident that Caitlin and I's careers will, will cross paths multiple times outside of the Ecosystem Builder podcast. I'm really excited. You know, we talked off screen a little bit about what we're going to do today, but I will hand it over to you to lay out the groundwork of what this episode's kind of going to look like next. Yes, yeah, that um, Caitlin and I both took some time of like reflecting on what we wanted to share with everyone for this episode. And w- what we decided was to share our our major takeaways or because at the end of every podcast, we both share um, the person who did the interview. We share what our biggest takeaway was from that specific conversation. But we, we kind of wanted to, I guess, broaden the conversation out and discuss what our biggest takeaways were from hosting this show up until now. Um, so I, I have three major takeaways. Ways I, I don't know how many Caitlin jotted down, um, but Caitlin, um, do you maybe want to alternate and you can go first and then I, I I like you can do a takeaway I'll do a takeaway then vice versa. Yeah, right on. Uh, so should we just get in? Sure. It? Yeah, let's jump in. All right. So I guess some of my biggest takeaways we've gotten to meet so many different people and as you know and as like the guests have probably like figured out by this point is I'm a huge people person and so you know with my communication degree the theater person in me it's just connected with people is so important and I've learned that through our guests is that keeping those connections up is what makes a strong ecosystem builder it's about one of those things of like who you know and the one of the coolest things that I've heard multiple times as a trend from different ecosystem builders is they have been very much like if I don't know something I'm going to refer you to someone who does and so maintaining relationship building has been a large piece of things that I've taken away I put it into like 
personal life in addition to career. And it's just a great quality to just take away from. Like, that's my first takeaway that I kind of wanted to bring up. Yeah, Caitlin. So what's funny is my my first takeaway on, on my list, and mind you, we did not we did not share notes at all before this, was importance of connections. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and sort of my, the, you know, there's different roles and um, Tom Chapman, who is, I guess, the owner of Mug, Mug News, he, um, he puts this more eloquently because he teaches this, but there's different, like, I guess, roles people play in establishing connections. And one is like the connector of like, you need to know this person. Um, and then there's also like being in that network, but there's a bunch of both, like, there's a bunch of value in like, oh, Caitlin is looking for a production assistant role and I'm going to connect her with different actors, like in that, in Caitlin's context that she lives in. But, but that applies to so many different, um, so, so, so many different, um, fields and industries and communities, regardless of them being startups or not. Like I mentioned, Emmy being a musician, her producer of her first song. So there's this a musician who just signed to a major label from Lincoln. Her name is Andrew Von Campen. Um, and li- uh, literally has like 200,000 followers on Spotify. And w- one of her producers is working with Emmy now on a single, uh, who's my girlfriend. So just like that connection, like I was able to land that interview because I had a mutual connection and like all of that r- like helps build a creative community um or any type of community like that I'm, I'm just using uh the music scene as an example but um that is also like literally when i was writing down that was the first thing that, that came to mind i think if you know people if you're well connected and you have a goal of helping like advance and establish a, a, a community connecting those two like connecting people within the community is an easy thing to take responsibility of. Yeah. Okay. So my number two was um, a lot of the people we talked to really, I guess have a self-awareness is maybe the word of their own community of they, they know the, the strengths that the community possesses and then look to double down on those strengths and make them stronger. And really just, I, I guess, establish those as a pillar of a community um, and there's so, so many examples, but I think like the first step of all the ecosystem, like of all the ecosystems we featured, the, I think it's interesting that most of them really can tell what value their, their home ecosystem has. Um, and, and I think that's just a good reminder of, um, of that community organizing and like ecosystem building of like val- like assessing and valuing what your community is good at. You know, it's my turn to laugh because literally my next thing I have written down is community. <laughs> um, but I have, I have a, <laughs> so, uh, but I do have a, like, you know, a different bullet point. So, so it's still good. We got this, but um, we're very much on the same wavelength. Uh, but so for me with community, I had, uh, again, kind of like riffing off you with that interpersonal uh, communication and those relationship building. So you had mentioned that uh, where people have strengths, I was kind of also thinking about recognizing what things need attention. Um, that was that was kind of one of the things like with, um, let's see, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, for example. So uh, there have been some ecosystem builders from rural areas in addition to other ones where they're like, hey, we recognize that this is a weakness, um, but it's something that's not going to deter us from trying harder or or from, from not doing anything. It's that we're going to try harder to address some of those inequalities. So that was something that I picked up on and that was very inspiring. So these community leaders who are saying, 
here's a, this needs change. So how are we going to change it? How are we going to come together to build this? And something else about community was, again, be kind to everyone. It goes without saying. It's like humans are supposed to be nice to each other. Yeah, we get that. But it goes beyond that because you never know, you know, if, if you'll be able to help them down the road or, for example, they'll be able to help you. It just makes a ton of sense to keep those community um you know, relationships up. So that's kind of what I had to say on that, you know, on that second part. So it's very funny. We have like community connection. Yeah, yes. And the one thing that I, I think about this frequently, um, well, A, you're, you're coming on the diversity, equity, and, and, and inclusion. And um, at, I guess the mid, uh, what, last June, it, probably, it, it would have been, um, that was a huge focus. And when we started the show, we, we wanted it to be a huge focus. And we're still making it a huge focus. And that also like, is important to not like change especially in a system will only happen over a long period of time and it's not an overnight thing and not just looking at something shiny and be like oh we should do something about this but add that into your strategy and your like vision setting and like long-term planning um it will be the only way to actually implement changes in in any regard but especially around that sense of belonging and the the thing i think back to frequently was uh, cecilia uh, cecilia wassinger was one of our first i think she was episode number eight and she specializes in in this like how to um promote uh, diversity equity and, and inclusion and the thing she um she kind of broke down for me was like uh, diversity equity and inclusion are i guess like a funnel, if you will, of like first you need diversity and they're the like our metrics for one another. But the re- the real thing everyone should be after and the real goal is a sense of belonging. Like, can anyone join your community and feel like they belong in that community? And and I think a lot of times people, I guess, get get distracted with like you know diversity numbers and like initiatives and all of that. But like that that sense of belonging is. Um, is really what everyone's after and what everyone should be focused on. And like the diversity numbers lead into that blogging, but it's not like if, if you hit, you know, the diversity metrics, that's not like the end goal. It's like anyone can join this community and feel like they belong. Mm-hmm. So then I will share my last point, Caitlin, if that's okay. Let's do it. Perfect. Yeah. So mine is, um, I think the best ecosystems I've ever encountered or e- the best ecosystem builders I've ever encountered are able to really articulate a vision and lay out lay out an idea for where they want their community to grow while staying nimble to like the day-to-day implementation of that. Like that it's important to like lay out a plan and communicate that plan. Um, and that is is actually probably the most difficult part, those two steps, but still not allowing the plan to get, get, in, get in the way of actually implementing that on a day-to-day basis. Um, so I, that, that is one of my biggest takeaways from from the show those this far yeah and then kind of my last one was just the flexibility so the vision and mission uh statements of things and so um a lot of times like each ecosystem builder the question that we ask that comes to mind is uh you know what's the first step you should take when stepping in a certain direction and a lot of times the first step people like our ecosystem builders say that you should take is to observe what is the community you're going into what are some observations you make where are some trouble issues or where's a problem that you can solve and that only you can solve it so what i like about that and what that says to me is that you know come prepared with the, with an idea of what you're going to do but have an open mind 
to perhaps your approach may change and be okay with it. Um, our ecosystem builders definitely talk about you will have a success, you will have fails, but rather than thinking about things as a failure, you think about them as a learning step and a stepping stone. Um, and as a creative, and I'm sure like you've noticed this, Emmy has noticed this, uh, you need to be okay. And if you change the way you think about failure, for example, Think of it to have an educational standpoint on it makes you feel much better as a creative when if you make multiple like, you know, educational moments rather than failures, it just changes the way your mindset is. And uh, as we're all like, this is this is true, but I feel like society is becoming more aware of mental health, for example. So uh, the importance of it. And so having a wellness, a mental wellness by restructuring your thoughts on failure is going to help you succeed more. That was kind of like my final takeaway. It's kind of those soft skills, communication skills, but it goes right into business communication and everything ecosystem building. Absolutely, Caitlin, that was a very, very good one. Um, I kind, I kind of got uh, goosebumps hearing you talk about it. So, um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful takeaway. Um, so before we, uh, before we read out the show, um, there are two new fun media products by Mug.News, and the first one is spearheaded by Caitlin. Caitlin is the host and has been doing a bunch of work. It is called Coffee Grinds. Caitlin, what is Coffee Grinds all about? I'm so glad you asked. So <laughs> if you like coffee puns, student entrepreneurs, and uh, innovative thoughts on the new entrepreneur world, Coffee Grinds is the show for you. <laughs> so myself and Justin Krug, who is another team member on Mug.News, we interviewed 12 students on uh, entrepreneurship in the Midwest. So they are people who, you know, we, we have people, Nick, you and I, who are on the show that have been 15 plus years of experience in the entrepreneurship world. And it's so great to hear their advice. But one of the things Justin and I talked about is that, you know, let's hear the voices of some people who are just getting in the field. Let's hear their stories that they have to tell. And so kind of just taking a pivot we're talking with students who are having internships. They've either started their own business or they are um, just getting into it. And so we ask their thoughts on um, their educational system and like their communities. And I have got to say, you know, it's a it's a little bit of a twist from our show. So it's about a you know, 15 minutes, and then we have a lot of comedy puns, and it's just really cool to get to talk with the students. Uh, so a little bit of information about it. It airs Tuesdays at 9 a.m. every other week, uh, and that is the time that the quote-unquote digital coffee shop is open. Yeah, and you can find a link to the first few episodes in our bio. It's also on our YouTube page if you're watching on uh, if you're watching on YouTube. And I know, so I've, Caitlin, the, the next one I've heard a lot about, and we're in a Slack channel, and people are always paying pinging back and forth about this donut tournament um i however i don't know much about it and so I, I can't even begin to explain it so i'm i'm gonna lean on you on the um um on this donut donut tournament that, that what's going on there Absolutely. So, you know, as Mug.News, we, we talk about coffee and all of the things, but what pairs better with coffee? Donuts. Donuts pair great with coffee. And so what we're doing right now, it's called the Golden Donut Competition. And so essentially, the whole point is we want to highlight some local donut shops. So basically, what we are asking uh, community members is to go ahead and nominate your favorite donut shop. And once we have this nomination going down, 
we're going to treat it just like the Olympics. The Olympics are coming up, so we're going to have some competitions. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. So we're going to get this chance to interact with your community. If you want to nominate your favorite donut shop, give them some good highlights, highlight the Midwest. And then it's also going to be really fun if you like to vote and have that thrill of sports, you know, of like whose team is going to win. Uh, that's kind of like the vibe we're going for with the Golden Donut Challenge. Yes. And we're having a lot of fun with it. So it's it's definitely it's a fun, lighthearted, um, get you through the summer type of vibe. So definitely, definitely check that out on Mug.News. Um, and we'll again put that in uh, in the link in, link in our bio. Caitlin, before I read us out, um, our uh, what is your favorite sport to watch in the Olympics? Or, or, or growing up, were you a big Olympic person? Ah, uh, no. no. <laughs> but I'm I'm, th- <laughs> I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking on my feet though. I I really like gymnastics. I uh, I tried to be in gymnastics once and it didn't work. <laughs> but but I have an appreciation for the art of it. I love it. I love to watch, but. I, I suppose, wait, I guess dive, dive, like that's like an Olympic thing, diving. So I used to be on dive team. Um, so I, I think gymnastics and dive team, those are what I love. I love to watch those. I'm, I'm continuing to learn something new about you, Kaylin. I would have never guessed you were on the diving team. Um, I, I love swimming, but really overall, I just love the Olympics. There's something about like the whole world stage and everyone puts down their like political BS for a second and forgets that they're Democrat, Republican and stops screaming and just cheers for America. It is the best. I like, I, I don't feel patriotic too much, but when, and, uh, when there's an American Olympic gold, gold medalist, I am, I am yelling the star spangled banner. I love, love, love the Olympics. Um, Caitlin, did you have anything else you want to touch on before, uh, before I read us out? Yeah, um, just again, we will have a link in the description where you can nominate whatever donut shop you want to, uh, you know, uh, vote for and nominate. And so, yeah, just again, that is, that Google Doc is going to be in the description as well. So, so excited for you all to uh, enjoy it with us and have fun with the upcoming Olympics and donut competition. Uh, but that is all that I have, Nick. Perfect. Yeah, we will be back to regular interviews next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to today's kind of bonus special edition episode of the Ecosystem Builder Podcast, which is a product of Mug.News and hosted by myself, Nick Kastner, and Caitlin Clays. If you have any questions about today's episode, connect with us on Twitter at, at Nick Kastner, at Clays Creates, or at Mug News Official. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. We release episodes every single Wednesday morning, so make sure to follow so you don't miss a beat.